0: Bob Stoffer Winnipeg, Canada, Life Center, exhibition game number two, Edmonton losing 2-1 in a shootout tonight. The Oilers with four players that are going to be, uh, what, that I project on their NHL roster in the lineup. Uh, conversely, tonight, the Winnipeg Jets will have 11 regulars, including their top three scores from last year's team, which were Kyle Connor, uh, Josh Morrissey, and Mark Scheifele. Uh, the Oilers? Do not have any of their top 14 scores from last season in the lineup tonight. The Orders No Injury Reports brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injured Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown, proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks. Uh, Matthias Eckholm and uh, Ryan McLeod, uh, they'll be transitioned late into uh, preseason. and. Uh, Somewhat surprising to see Philip Broberg. Uh, he was on the plane today. I expect to see him in the lineup uh, tonight for the Emmits for the preseason game. Might have to do with guaranteeing a certain amount of veterans uh, per preseason game. Uh, We will tell you that guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village Edmonton's favorite Teppanyaki Steak Restaurant. Book your celebration for the senses at JVEdmonton.ca. As we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, the River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. We welcome back to the show for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta experience live standard bed racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. For more information, head to thehorses.com. The one, the only, one of the most plugged-in men in the business daily face-offs, Frank Cervelli, who is in Western Canada as we speak Hello, Frank. How are you doing? I'm good, Bob. Looking forward to uh, making my way to Edmonton in a couple days. Uh, you were in Vancouver. That's where my family's at right now, by the way. Uh, they went to go see the Coldplay concert and then the Rod Laver Cup, a tennis uh, event, So uh, and shopping. So uh, hopefully somebody ends up stealing the credit card at some point here because that person will spend less than is going to be spent over the next three days. Anyhow, uh, so, Frank, it is, look, uh, these early preseason, you don't want to read too much. I mean, last night, the Calgary Flames beat the Vancouver Canucks 10 nothing, but the sun did rise. in vancouver today didn't it uh
1: i'm not entirely sure i haven't seen it since i got here to be honest.
0: oh that's right it's Uh, nicely done
1: yeah so uh but what i will say is when you were just giving some details about the oilers lineup for the preseason game tonight i was kind of thinking along those same lines of what happened to the canucks last night against the calgary flames look sometimes these are really lopsided lineups that are put together Sometimes you find ones that are pretty evenly matched. I think it seems at least like the sends and Leafs; those guys had communicated in terms of uh, trying to balance things out. I think what you want to find is players that are put in the proper position uh, to at least get a read, get an evaluation of where they stand. But there's also, as you mentioned as well, some roster requirements at this time of year that teams have to keep an eye
0: on. Which is why you don't want to read too much early into uh, training camp. By the way, and I know you reported via Twitter today, uh, we just talked to Mac T about Mike Babcock, obviously the guy could coach. We know that. Uh, The interpersonal skills, obviously, have come into question with the story about Mitch Marner and his ultimate demise in the Toronto Maple Leafs organization and then his subsequent uh, resignation with the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets uh pascal vincent becomes the head coach and there's a new assistant coach and who is that
1: it's hockey hall of famer mark Recky. um interesting spot for Recky who has nhl experience uh behind the bench in pittsburgh as well as new jersey uh he's going to come in and run their power play in columbus and so obviously they had a spot vacant that they were looking to fill and Mark Recky, uh, pretty qualified guy to do that. So, looking forward to seeing what he adds to Pascal Vincent's staff. Who, by the way, like I know we talked about this a little bit last week or the week before, but Pascal Vincent has been knocking on the door of multiple NHL head coaching opportunities. It's unfortunate the way that he ends up landing this one, but by no means is he just a, you know, next guy up uh, fill in. This is someone that's really highly thought after. So, uh, wanted to point that
0: out. All right. Uh, Quick update here. Uh, Where are we at? Uh, I know that you tweeted out uh, a while ago a list of uh, restricted free agents that remained unsigned. How many are we down to? Because it may specifically involve one team.
1: Uh, There's four, Uh, and really three bigger names to keep an eye on. Uh, Shane Pinto is in Ottawa. That's sort of been at a standstill while the Sens are trying to move another contract. They aren't likely to be trading Pinto. Uh, They value him and would like to see him continue on with the organization. Uh, And then two guys in Anaheim, Zegres and Drysdale. Um, Those are the two big ones. Zegres is likely heading towards a bridge deal. Two or three years, they're working on the AAV don't seem to be particularly close and a tough spot for Jamie Drysdale on the back end coming off of an injury filled season only played eight games. You actually need to get to 10 to have an accrued season. So that hurt him on uh, the arbitration side as well. Doesn't have quite as many rights. And this is someone that was really looked at two years ago, coming off of a 30 plus point campaign as a rookie, as one of the next bright, young stars on defense in this league that, um, you know, probably now has a bit to prove. And it seems like for both of these guys, the lesson from Pat Verbeek is that you actually have to go out and prove it.
0: Daily face Frank Cervalli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live, Standard Bird Racing Friday and Saturday out at Century Mile. All right, Frank, so you're doing the Western Canadian Tour this weekend. And I want to, uh, we'll, we'll start with Winnipeg. Very interesting team. similar of their restrict- or unrestricted free agents, Connor Hallebuck no question, no doubt, top five goalie in the league. Mark Scheifele, their first line center, 42 goal scorer last year. Uh, a couple defensemen uh, in terms of Dylan as well as DeMello. Not Dylan DeMello, but uh, Brendan Dylan and Dylan DeMello. Uh, and then Nita Ryder and Bressois. Like there could be a lot of, they've already moved out Dubois. We'll get to that trade in a second. But this is a critical year for the Jets organization, is it not?
1: It is, and it also feels like a year of transition. Um, you know, when you consider where Winnipeg was five years ago, they were in contender mode. They had gotten to the Western conference final. They had a bunch of guys on manageable contracts with term that were younger. Uh, we've now gotten to the end of those deals and I don't really know what to make of Winnipeg's year. Um, and what the expectations should be. I look at the Central Division as a bit soft. And for years, the Central has been arguably the toughest in the league um, with some of the star power that they've had there and some of the quality of teams. And now with St. Louis, also in a year of transition, Nashville, obviously, I really envision a, a path in in April where you're looking at three central division teams making up the 8 postseason teams in the West. I think five are coming out of the Pacific. And so I don't have Winnipeg in that category. Um, I don't know how they're going to handle the trade deadline. It's rare that we see big name, well-paid goalies end up being on the move, but we don't always have someone of of Connor Hellebuck's uh, quality and stature that end up becoming available. And, you know, Winnipeg, like I said, tough team to to diagnose. Like, after you have their top stars, you know, the Shifleys and, and Kyle Connor, um, and I would probably include Nick Ehlers in that group as well, I don't know how to view the rest of their nine forwards. Are they second tier are they like they kind of have after you get past their star players a little bit of seattle kraken vibes in terms of their lineup no one that's really going to overpower overpower you but no one on their you know even in their bottom six that um i think is is going to disappoint you either or stand out in a negative way so um I guess I kind of shrug when it comes to sizing up the Jets in their season.
0: All right. What did you think of the trade? I mean, you look at it. I have scored 14 goals last year, had a big OT goal against the Oilers in the playoffs. Villardi, an overtime goal, you know, or was involved in a play that uh, resulted in an overtime goal as well. I've always liked him. 23 goals scored last year. Kapari it's probably a 4C, fourth line center. They got a second-round pick. I think the return, I think Chevy got a pretty good return on that trade, don't you?
1: I think he did as well as he could have. Um, he didn't have any leverage. You ended up in a spot where as much as there was talk about the Montreal Canadiens and uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, the truth is that he actually requested to play in L.A. And once a player sort of makes that demand, there's not really much room for the team to to gather a return. Um, the the Kings had some salary cap issues that they were dealing with that they had to end up moving bodies out. And so for the Jets, I think what it ends up being is a play in quantity as opposed to quality. And sometimes that happens. I think the big question when it comes to some of these guys, particularly like an follow, for instance, he's an American. He's a, a kid from New York. Um, when his contract is up, and I think he's, um, I think he's really a quality player in this league. That you know, I think could consistently be in that forty-five to fifty-point range if playing with the right players. Um, does he want to resign when his deal is up uh, a year and a half from now? So that's a pretty significant question in terms of sizing up the overall trade.
0: We're joined by Frank Saravali. Frank, so Winnipeg's a team everybody's watching. Calgary, an interesting team. What about Vancouver? You're out there today. Why? I mean, they made the trade on Friday, Thursday or Friday of this week, where they moved Pearson out. Is there going to be more coming?
1: Uh, you heard their uh, Jim Rutherford say, their president of Hockey Ops, that they'd still like to move a contract or two uh, to get to an ideal spot. I don't know if that's going to happen by the time opening night rolls around. Um Look, not unlike Calgary, Vancouver, they have expectations to be a playoff team. They want to compete. Um, I think they get there. I think, and I'll I'll give you a few reasons why. One, um, a healthy Thatcher Demko, he ended the season on a great note. Not only did he get off to a poor start last year, but then also missed a few months of time with his injury. Uh, That was significant to their season. I think they've drastically reshaped their defense. Love the Carson Soucy acquisition. Ian Cole, I think, is an understated piece that's going to help them both on and off the ice. And the continued maturation of their stars. Quinn Hughes, wearing the C, has a lot of room to grow into the role. Elias Pettersson, um, you know, burst out last year, 102-point campaign. He thinks he can be top 10 scorer from, you know, for the foreseeable future and someone that at age 24, I think is actually still scratching the surface. So I mentioned five playoff teams from the Pacific. I have the Vancouver Canucks as one of them. Some may see that as a surprise, but I think with the compete level that you're going to get from a Rick Tockett team, um, a team that's focused on taking away some of the drama from the last few seasons, improved goaltending and a top six uh, on their back end that I think is is light years ahead of where it was at the same time last year, those are all ingredients in a recipe for success.
0: Frank, great stuff. Uh, I'll text you tomorrow when you get into town. Sounds good. Talk to you then. You bet. That's Frank Cervalli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Experience live standard red racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mall Racetrack and Casino. For more information head to thehorses.com. This show is called Oilers Now. We live in oil country and Brentridge Ford is proud to be associated with the show. Of course, there's a market for some electric vehicles out there. And the boys at Brentridge have a brand new 2022 Mustang Mach-E GT Premium that originally listed for 93000 With Ford rebates and a large Brentridge discount, this SUV is now available for just over 73K plus GST. If you're considering a new EV and want to bargain, call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. Remember, cars cost less in and We'll step out, and when we come back, we'll hear from Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft and Raphael Lavoie. 419 in Edmonton, 519 in Winnipeg at Canada Life Center. Bob Stoffer. this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with the Oilers in Winnipeg, Canada Life Center second preseason game for Edmonton. They lost 2-1 in a shootout last night. Uh, starting in the regular season, Oilers now trivia brought to you by ProAm Sports Fan Cave and Fan Gear specialists for all budgets in Edmonton on Saint Albert Trail and at ProAmSports.ca as we head into uh, the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Excited to announce their women's-only workwear store. Now open, located four doors north of the Direct Workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. Adam Ernie will play tonight. He's in on a PTO. Here's Jay Woodcroft.
2: Ken and I sat down with Adam, and we clearly laid out uh, the opportunity that was before him. He's uh, one of these players that are in on a professional tryout. Uh, We feel our biggest need is at at centre ice, but Adam knows that if he comes in and knocks somebody out of the box, we're going to try and ice the best team we can. Um, That's our responsibility as coaches and managers is to make sure we find the right mix. I think Adam's had a really good first couple days but just like uh, a lot of the other people that find themselves in that situation, his job is to make an impression during games. That begins tonight. Well, I think where Adam's equity comes in is that he's played 200 odd games in the National Hockey League. Um, Yeah, he's a known quantity. Uh, He's somebody that is at that age, where he's uh, not trying to figure out who he is or what he brings to the table. He, he knows what he brings to the table as, as a player. His job is to show it in exhibition games beginning tonight.
0: All right, so he's one of the players. He's actually going to play on a line with Brad Malone at center and Raphael Lavoie on the right side. Lavoie at 6'5", 215-pound uh, right wing, 23 years of age. Uh, now is uh, would need to clear eight waivers for the orders to get him down to the farm. He had 25 goals last year in the A, but for Lavoie, he wants to look after the details.
2: You do a lot of video with the coach, and then they they, they go play-by-play. Play. They show you where uh, little details in your game should be improved, and you try to work on it, and it, it's, it's a slow process. But eventually, if you get it, then you get to advance, I guess. There
0: you go. Into this new Oilers history for New West Travel. Again, we are announcing our three-night Montreal road trip, a private suite for the Oilers and the Habs. It's capped at 40 on this trip. It has been a kicker over the years. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. It will take place in January. There is no place like the Bell Center in the league to watch a game from. I can tell you that right now. Brennan Escott's back in the 630 Chad Studios. He had the first half hour of the show. Brennan, uh, uh, a sad but not so sad. A memorable day in the history of the Oilers' uh, legacy.
3: Yeah, they're uh, really helping the legacy live on as a uh, legendary member of the Oilers' family. Dressing room attendant Joey Moss is born right here in Edmonton on this day in 1963. That means he would have been 60 years old today. We lost him just under three years ago now but as you mentioned, Bob, it carries on and so Many ways, not the least of which he's got a bust in the Oilers' locker room, a bronze statue, sort of, and it's set to Joey's exact height, featuring a hand outstretched for a high five for the players. Pretty cool they've done that.
0: Yeah, I knew uh, Steve Moss, who passed away from uh, brain cancer a couple of years ago. My wife uh, uh, was family friends with Steve and, and, and the Moss family. And, of course, huge family. Uh, very, very special people to say the least. Brendan, Bo uh yesterday looked okay. Time to get him back to junior. Their season's getting underway. He's going to be in the mix, potentially, for the Canadian World Junior team. Give me 30-second thought on what we saw to A-Key. I think
3: he really exceeded expectations. And for a farm system that is essentially dry of prospects, that injects a lot of hope. I mean, to me, he seems a little ahead of schedule. And what I like about it most is he's going to have all the opportunity in the world back at Barry to take his game even a step further. He's got a taste of pro hockey now. Let's go see if he can make Team Canada and start to expediting the growth process a little.
0: We have a split edition of Oilers now tomorrow as well. I'll have the first hour with you. Brian Lawton for Wow Factor Desserts will join us. Brendan Escott will have the second hour. Rob Brown will be on. But up next, we've got the City Ford Face-Off Show with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon, Chuck Michaels, myself, and Brendan Escott live from Canada Life Center. Puck drop 6 o'clock Edmonton time. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Randy Kilburn.